Amen. Paul said in Acts 27, they got in that big storm. And uh, he said that uh, we deemed we were nearing a shore. Amen. He was talking about a literal physical shore, but they were singing about a spiritual shore that we're getting closer to every day, thank God. And uh, I, I just hope you're headed to the right shore. Uh, amen. And uh, that's, uh, that's the main thing. Well, until about uh, 6.30 Friday night, I had it made. I didn't have to, I could sit back and enjoy the day. And uh, the phone rung and all that changed in just a matter of time. But the Lord was gracious. And uh, uh, when I woke up the next morning uh, and I was uh, praying about it, I thought about what one guy told me one time. I was in a camp meeting and I was coming through a lobby. There's a bunch of preachers there in that lobby and they were drinking coffee in the morning, talking. And as I walked through there to get some coffee, uh, one of the... uh, one of the uh, preachers there, he said, uh, "He said, Brother Rick, we missed you down here this morning. I said, yeah, I've got to preach this morning. And uh, so I stayed in the room. He said, don't say I got to, say I get to. And uh, I never forgot that, amen. So, uh, so when I went to prayer there uh, uh, Friday morning, actually Thursday is when the call came, I think, and uh, Friday morning, uh, I got up and said, well, Lord, I get to preach. <clears throat> and uh, so now I just need you to direct me how you want me to go. Uh, and immediately the Lord gave me a, a thought, and I appreciate it. I'm going to try to preach it this morning if the Lord had helped me today. I want you to turn to two seconds this morning, Second Timothy and Second Peter. <clears throat> Some of you looked at me funny like I think you thought I said I want you to turn in two seconds. Two seconds this morning, Second Timothy chapter three and Second Peter chapter one this morning. Yes, sir, help yourself. Yeah. Amen. 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 Yes, yes. Bless you, Brother Eddie. It's all right. Amen. Bless you, Brother Eddie. I appreciate you minding the Lord today. That's what we're here for, is to mind the Lord. Amen. Second uh, uh, Timothy chapter 3 and uh, verse number 14. And uh, of course, this is a very well, well-known chapter. We hear it quoted a lot, especially right now. It talks about perilous times and uh, that's going to come and uh, and are already here and all down through there. But in verse 14, he said, But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And then in Second Peter chapter 1 
and uh, verse 10 only. He said, Wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure, for if you do these things, you shall never fall. Thank you. Be seated. Our Father, we do come this morning. Thank you for, uh, Lord, the morning already. And uh, Lord, if nothing happened other than getting to come through the doors and and uh, Lord, to be here together to worship you, Lord, that's a blessing. But you always give us much more than that. We heard the Word of God taught this morning. We heard the songs of, of Zion sung and heard the testimony of a child of God and the prayers of God's people. And we thank you for every blessing, Lord. Uh, we always take them for granted, uh, but we don't take them for granted as much as we used to. Uh, Lord, after about uh, Mar- end of March and through April this year, we've become to appreciate the house of God more than we ever have and the opportunity to be able to come. Now, Lord, there's already been uh, a warning given, a wish given, that if someone's here and they're not saved, that they'd get saved. That's been the prayer upon the prayer list of, of every child of God that knows anything about the Lord, that every time they get down to pray, Surely the Holy Spirit leads them to pray for the lost. And uh, Father, I ask you this morning to give me liberty. I pray for the Blantons that uh, we would have liked to have here today. But we do appreciate the divine intervention of God and uh, doing things uh, that would be best for all consideration. And so now, Lord, it's uh, fell my lot to preach this morning. And I can't do it without your help. I I've already said you give me a thought, but that's all it is to be a thought unless you bring it out into a sermon. And I pray what you put in my heart today, you help me preach it out into somebody else's heart. And may we leave here in just a little while and say it's been good to be in the Lord's house. Thank you for all you do for us in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I want to pull just two words out of these two verses that I have read this morning. Uh, In the first verse, uh, Paul writes there, and he says, But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned, and hast been, and underline that little word, assured. Assured. I want to pull that word out of that verse, assured. And then over in 2 Peter, uh, chapter 1, verse 10, uh, Peter said, Wherefore, rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. And underline that little word sure there if you write in your Bible this morning. Because that word assured and that word sure is words that mean positive. That's what they mean. That word means positive. And Peter is writing here in First Peter or Second Peter 1 and verse 10. And he's saying I'm positive about my calling and election. And I want you to be positive about your calling and election. Over in the other verse, the Apostle Paul says, uh, he's saying, I'm positive about what I've learned and who I've learned it from. And he said, I want you to be positive about what you've learned and who that you have learned it from. Since uh, all of this started here back several months ago, in the state of Kentucky that has about 300 million people living in it, plus uh, there has been 60,000 people that have been tested for COVID, and 60,000 of them have tested positive. 
Now, I have never had to be tested for COVID yet. Thank God. Uh, I've come close. Some of you have, and you told me it's not a pleasant experience. But I've never had to be tested for that, and I hope I don't. But what I'm preaching about this morning, the Lord gave me this thought about some things I'd like to test positive for. I want to preach this morning about some things I'd like to test positive for. Now, I don't want to test positive for COVID, and no one in here does. But there is some things like Paul said, uh, Paul said, I'm assured or I'm positive about these things. And Peter said, make your calling and election positive. Make it sure. Uh, Make sure that you know, that you know, that you know. And so this morning, there's about three things I want to give you this morning. I'll try not to be as long as I was last Sunday night. And last Sunday night, the Lord blessed me preaching, and I preached way too long. Can I get amen there? Uh, Amen. Uh, But anyways, uh, I preached up at Brother Broughton's the other day, and, uh, and I preached, got to preaching there. And boy, the Lord was there. There was liberty. It was a good time preaching. People were with me. And, uh, and I just couldn't quit. And to be honest with you, I didn't even try to. Uh, I was just enjoying uh, just preaching the Word of God. Uh, but this morning, I want us to look here. And I want to say that this morning, if I were to be tested this morning... If I were to take a test this morning and I were to be tested for salvation, I'd like to test positive this morning. Amen. Uh, You say, Brother Rick, is there some kind of test you can get for that? Yeah, in a way, but you can't get it at the doctor's office and uh, you can't get it uh, in earthly ways, but there is... uh, a way that you can know that you know that you know. Amen. Uh, I believe that. And you know what we don't understand a lot of times about some things in the Bible, maybe all things, uh, is that we call them heirs, and they are heirs in a sense, uh, but really they're gods. Did you know this morning when we talk about salvation, we talk about our salvation, and it is mine. I, the Lord gave it to me. It's my salvation. I thank God for it. Uh, but did you know in reality that that salvation belongs to the Lord? In Psalms 51, when David got in trouble and he's praying to God, and it's a, a different time than now, and it's a different age than now, but David prays and he says, Lord, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. In other words, he doesn't say my salvation. He said the joy of thy salvation. If you have salvation this morning, the Lord gave it to you. Jonah Jonah knew that much. Jonah got down there in the belly of a whale. He got down there at the bottom of the sea. And the Bible said that he made this statement there in chapter 2 and verse 9. He said, salvation is of the Lord. Uh, if you've got salvation this morning, it's of the Lord. Uh, if you got His. Uh, if you got salvation this morning, it belongs to the Lord and He has given it to you. Amen. He wanted you to have that. 
And so this morning I'm glad that I do have that. I'm glad that I am saved. I've always been glad I'm saved. There's never been a time since I got saved that I ever got up one morning and said I wished I wasn't saved. Uh, there's never been a time like that. Uh, uh, no, but there's been many mornings I've got up and watched the news uh, and said, thank God I'm saved. Uh, uh, there's been many times uh, I've seen tragedies and catastrophes and things happen uh, and I've said, thank God I'm saved. Uh, uh, there's been many a time I've heard some preacher preach about hell uh, uh, that you could almost feel the pain, smell the smoke. Uh, and I said, thank God I'm saved. I'm glad this morning that I am saved by the grace of God. I hope you are this morning. Uh, You see, uh, the positive test for salvation, uh, it has to do with an experience. Uh, uh, But let me make that a little bit more defined. Uh, It has to do with a scriptural experience. Uh, You see, a lot of people have an experience, uh, but it's not scriptural. uh, And they're basing their salvation on an experience they had uh, that does not line up with the Word of God. Uh, I want you to know that people have all kinds of experiences down throughout uh, life's way, uh, but they don't always line up with the Word of God. Uh, A lot of people have had an experience... uh, and uh, they took their experience and they tried to find a counterpart in the Word of God uh, and they couldn't find one uh, and so they took their experience above the Word of God. Uh, Can I tell you this morning that my experience or your experience, uh, it does not define the Word of God. Uh, The Word of God defines uh, uh, your experience and my experience. Uh, I'm glad this morning that I have had an experience that I can line up with the Word of God. Amen. You say, what do you mean, Brother Rick? Well, I want to say that I had a positive time. I had a time when I got saved. Uh, You say, Brother Rick, uh, uh, what what was the time? Well, it's somewhere between 12 o'clock and 12.30 on a Sunday morning. Uh, You say, Brother Rick, said, where was it at? It was at Temple Hill Baptist Church uh, on a Sunday morning uh, in 1964. Uh, uh, But you know what? Uh, I was a young boy. I was 10 years old. Uh, uh, nobody wrote all that down for me, uh, and I don't have the, uh, the precise time. Uh, I couldn't even tell you the precise day and when it happened, uh, but I do have a precise time uh, in that I know that Sunday morning uh, something happened to me uh, uh, that I never have been able to get over and didn't want to. Amen. Uh, uh, whenever anybody asks me if I've ever been saved, uh, uh, just that quick, the Holy Ghost of God uh, will run me back through time uh, uh, to that Sunday morning uh, uh, when that I went to an altar of prayer uh, and uh, best I could, I went there and asked the Lord to save me and thank God He did. Amen. Uh, uh, the Bible said you've heard, uh, uh, you've heard that in a time accepted in the day of salvation. Uh, uh, well, that was 
the time accepted for me. Uh, and that was the day of salvation for me. Uh, I wonder this morning if you were tested this morning uh, for salvation, if you could go back. Uh, uh, you may not know the day. Uh, you may not get down to the precise second or the precise moment. Uh, uh, but there ought to be a precise time in your life uh, uh, when that you went and knelt somewhere uh, and asked the Lord Jesus to forgive you and to come into your heart and save you and make you a child of God. Amen. Uh, uh, there ought to be a positive time. Amen. Uh, uh, let me ask you something. I know these people... Uh, they were they were lytical physical conditions they were in some of them uh, but they were a picture of salvation uh, I, I remember old blind Bartimaeus sitting by the roadside begging uh, and Jesus was passing through uh, and the Bible said uh, that he heard Jesus was a passing through uh, and old Barnabas began to cry uh, thou son of David have mercy on me uh, and the Bible said his Christ Stop the Lord. Uh, isn't that something uh, uh, that a sinner's cry will stop the Lord? Uh, you could come this morning and cry out to God. Uh, and I believe He'd stop to listen to you today. And old Barnabas, he, Jesus said, uh, uh, he, brought, he, he, he said, what can I do for thee? Uh, he said, Lord, that I might receive my side. Uh, and the Bible said Jesus touched him. Now let me ask you something. Uh, do you think Bartimaeus knew when he got his eyes open? Amen. Uh, he didn't know all the Bible, what Bible there was back then. He probably didn't know hardly any of the Bible. But he knew when he got his eyes open, amen. I, I think about different ones in the Bible. I think about that old eunuch down there uh, and he's sitting in a chariot on a day uh, uh, while the queen has went inside to worship. Uh, and uh, he's uh, sitting there in that chariot and Philip's down there. He's been having a great meeting uh, and the Lord asked him to do something that'd be hard to ask of any preacher. He's down there having a meeting. People are getting saved right and left. Uh, and the Lord said, I want you to stop uh, and I want you to go over here uh, and I want you to see this unit. And Philip went over there, began to preach unto him Jesus. And as he preached unto him, that old eunuch didn't know anything. Uh, he didn't know, he was reading the Bible, but he couldn't understand it. Uh, uh, if you're here this morning and you're trying to read the Bible and you say, Preacher, I'm trying to read it, but I can't understand it. Uh, uh, well, let me help you a little bit. Uh, uh, we all were like that uh, uh, until we found out who it was about uh, and we got the teacher inside of us to help us to teach it. Uh, amen. Uh, uh, but he went down there, fella. I got on me one day about helping folks at an altar. He said, uh, uh, we don't help folks at the altar at our church. I said, is that right? And he said, yeah. He said, we just leave them alone. I, I said, good thing that Ethiopian eunuch didn't go to your church. Uh, he'd still be lost. Amen. I, I said, the Bible said Philip came uh, and he joined himself to him. Uh, and he said, understand us what thou readest. And he said, how can unless some man guide me? Uh, and the Bible said he guided him. Uh, 
and uh, they got in a chair and started down the road uh, and the old eunuch said there's water why can't I be baptized uh, and Philip said uh, if thou believest with all thy heart thou mayest uh, and he said that verse that all the newer Bibles take out uh, he said uh, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God uh, and the Bible said he stopped uh, and he went down in the water and he baptized him uh, master something uh, do you think that Ethiopian eunuch uh, you think he knew when he got saved? Uh, I think he did. I think he knew that precise moment uh, uh, when he when he said, "I believe on the Lord Jesus Christ," uh, and he went down in there. And the Bible said he went along his way having great joy. Amen. Uh, uh, what about Paul and Silas down there in Acts sixteen? They're down there. They got locked up. They got beaten. Uh, uh, and there they are. And about midnight, they said, let's sing. Uh, and they started singing songs to God uh, at midnight. And the Bible said the prisoners heard them. Did you know? Uh, uh, whatever you do at midnight, people hear you because it's quiet. Amen. Uh, uh, whether it's preaching and whether it's singing or praying or whatever it is. Uh, and the Bible said uh, uh, that God, He, amen, the singing sent an earthquake. Uh, all the prison doors were open uh, and uh, here's the miracle of miracles it's not necessarily the earthquake uh, uh, that's not the miracle that all the doors were open that's uh, not the miracle but the miracle is nobody tried to get out uh, you go over here behind the church over here to the jail you let all the doors open up see if they'll just sit there They'll be running over each other trying to get out. Amen. But they knew God was in that place. Uh, have you ever been somewhere when you knew God was in that place? Uh, I've been in a few places where the Lord just showed up in great power and great might. Uh, and boy, you was almost afraid to move. Amen. Uh, uh, well, I think that's kind of the atmosphere here. But that jailer come running in there and he said, uh, What must I do to be saved? Uh, and they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Uh, you think he got, you think he knew he got saved? Uh, I think he did. Uh, I think, I believe the Bible teaches a no soul salvation. Amen. Uh, I believe that if you will know if you will know what the Bible says about salvation and know that you believe what the Bible says about salvation, you can know that you are saved. Amen. Uh, now if you're basing 90% of it on your feelings, what you think, uh, what somebody said, uh, you may be saved, but you may never know it. Uh, uh, but I'll tell you, if you'll trust the Scriptures, you can know that you know that you know this morning. Amen. Uh, I tell you, there was a positive time. There was a positive change. Uh, boys, a change when old Bartimaeus opened up his eyes. Uh, went from darkness to light. Amen. Man, it was, it was a change when that jailer that had beat Paul, uh, that same jailer said, come home with me and tell my family how to be saved. Uh, and they're down there and he's washing the back. He's washing where he beat him. Uh, there's a change there in this man's life. Amen. Uh, uh, so there is a positive change. Uh, the Bible said if any man be in Christ, uh, he is a new creature. Uh, all things pass away uh, and all things become new. Amen. Uh, uh, now let me tell you something. Uh, uh, when you get saved, you're a new creature. 
And all things will pass away. It may take a while for them to pass away. They may not all pass away that day. It may take a while. But you'll know you're different. You'll know that, that you've been saved by the grace of God. Amen. You may, you may still say some words you shouldn't say the next week. Amen. I never will forget Brother Eddie. After he got saved, he worked there at the factory where I worked. And, and Eddie mashed his finger and he said something he shouldn't have said. But he's in the unit of an old printing press. But there was a change. Because he could have said that the week before and put some other words with it. But as soon as that slipped out of his mouth, I've heard him give the testimony, he fell down on his knees right there and he began to ask God to forgive him, ask the men that were standing around him to forgive him. You say, what is that? That's that new creature, amen. That's that change. It's slowly coming about. And God's changing us every day. God's changing us. Amen. The positive change. And then we got a positive promise. You say, what do you mean? Jesus said in John 10 and verse 28, He said, I give unto them eternal life and they will not perish. My Father is greater than them all and no man is able to pluck them out of my hand. I want you to know that's a positive promise from God. But the Bible says in Titus 1 and 2, and this really helps me, not only is that God's promise, but the Bible said, John, the Bible said that God cannot lie. Amen. Now you might promise me something. I'd like to think I could trust everybody and you could trust me. But I have had people make me a promise even Christian people make me a promise uh, that they did not keep. Uh, but I'll tell you this, God has never made you a promise uh, that God will not keep. Amen. Uh, and He's promised, uh, I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Uh, if you've ever been saved, you're still saved, you're going to be saved. Uh, thank God this morning, that's a good reason to get saved. Amen. Philippians 1 and 6, he said, I'm confident, I'm confident that he that hath begun a good work in me will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. I'd like to test positive for salvation, and I'm positive I would. Amen. There's a lot of other things we could look at this morning that would help us to, to know, be positive about our salvation. Amen. But you have no greater aid in being positive about your salvation than the Word of God. Now I'm not canceling out your feelings and I'm not canceling out your experience. That's all well and good and everybody has them and different reactions. But the bottom line is the Word of God. Amen. 
Uh, you see, I may, I may be feeling like I'm feeling this morning and excited about the things of God, but something could happen in the next two or three days. Uh, and I might not feel quite as the way I'm feeling this morning. But you know what? My feelings have changed, but that book still says the same thing. Uh, it's always said, no matter what I'm feeling or thinking, that book will not change. Amen. Uh, thank God for the Word of God. Now, not only would I like to test positive for the salvation of God, but I'd like to test positive for the faith of God. Somebody quoted it this morning, Ephesians 2.8. Now we said salvation belongs to the Lord. Is that what we read in the Bible? Alright, faith's the same way. Look, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is a gift of God. Did you know God give you the faith to believe Him with? It's a gift of God. Did you know He's believed for you? And now you have to believe what He's believed. Amen. Salvation's a gift of God. Faith is a gift of God. Amen. Now the positive test for faith, the positive test for faith... Uh, is the trials of life. Amen. That's when our faith really shows up. We sang that song, the God of the mountain. He's still God of the valley. And we say that life is easy when you're up on the mountain. But it's down in the valley. That's where faith is really tried. Amen. Listen, if you got faith, there has to be there will be a test of faith. There will be. First Peter 1 and 7 said, The trial of our faith being more precious than gold, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at His appearing. The Bible said, Don't think it strange concerning the fiery trials that are to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you. Trials are coming, my friend. Uh, uh, we all have trials. Uh, but thank God those trials are a part of a test uh, uh, that we have. You say a test. Uh, that's right. That's a test. Uh, God give us this book. Uh, and if you'll study it real good and listen to it real good, uh, if you'll do that when the test comes, you'll pass it. Amen. Because uh, uh, all the answers are in that book right there. Amen. Boy, I like to take a test. I like to take a test when all the answers. I always like them multiple choice. At least you had a little chance of getting one right. Amen. I always hated them pop quiz. When a teacher would just up and give a test right in the middle and you found out you hadn't been listening. Amen. That's why they did that. And life's like that. Every now and then there'll be a little pop quiz test come up. See if you've been listening or not. See if you've been reading or not. Well, in the Old Testament, there's a wonderful story there made up in seven verses in chapter 4 of 2 Kings. And the Bible said, Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha. Saying, thy servant, my husband is dead. 
Thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and that the creditors are come to take unto him my two sons to be bondsmen. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me what thou hast in thy house. And she said, Thy handmaiden hath not anything in the house save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and thou shalt pour out into all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more. And they all stayed. And she came and told the man of God. And he said, Go sell the oil, pay thy debt, and live thy and thy children upon the rest. Now, what we have there is we have a story about faith. We have a story about the trials of life, about how quickly they can come. But I'm here to tell you that this lady... When she was tested for faith, uh, she tested positive. Amen. Uh, uh, she had faith. Uh, you say, Brother Rick, how do you know that she had faith? I know it because of her reaction in the trial. We look here and we see in verse 2, she had a calamity. Her husband had died. And her husband had died and the Bible says that he was a good man. He was of the prophets. And her husband had died. And that's a calamity to any person. Amen. It's for their husband to die or their wife to die. But the Bible said that when her husband died, you know what she did? She came to the man of God. In other words, she came to the Lord. Uh, do you know what you'll do when trials come along your way? Uh, if you've got any faith in you, uh, uh, you'll test positive when trials come your way because uh, you ain't going to the psychologist. Uh, uh, you're not going down uh, uh, to some psychic. Uh, uh, you're not going down to some palm reader. Uh, uh, but when trials come, uh, uh, you're going to head toward God. Amen. Uh, I'm glad I've had trials in my life, not like some of y'all have, but I've had trials in my life, uh, and I want you to know when them trials come, uh, since I tested positive for salvation, uh, when them trials come, uh, I've tested positive for faith. Uh, I begin to pray. I begin to seek the Lord. I begin to look out the Lord. Amen. I, I begin to look out the things of God. Uh, this woman had uh, a calamity. Uh, she had a funeral. Uh, did you know funerals cost money? Oh yeah. Seven to ten thousand dollars for a decent one right now. During this COVID, I did a lot of graveside services and I liked them. We had some good graveside services. And it was a day like today on some of them and they were still the crowd there and the casket was open and and I kind of liked it. I didn't see a thing in the world wrong with it. I didn't see nothing wrong with it. But this lady has a funeral. She has a funeral. 
Whenever you have a funeral for most people, that causes not only a calamity there, but there's a financial calamity. Have you ever been around town and saw these jars sitting on the counter with a picture on there and they're trying to raise money for a funeral because they don't have no money? Well, that's a calamity. That's uh, where this woman was. But she knew where to go. She knew to go to the man of God. And she went to him. And he called on her to show faith. If you got faith, God will call on you to show faith. God, most of the time, is not going to lay a check in your hand to take care of all expense. Uh, uh, God, most of the time, uh, God is not going to take the problem away just like that. Uh, but I tell you what God will do. Uh, if God's in it, there'll be some faith to it somewhere along the line. Uh, you can't get saved without faith. God leaves a little bit of plan there that you just got to step and believe God. Uh, amen. Prayer's that way. Everything's that way. And you know what He told this woman to do? He said, what do you have down at your house? She said, I ain't got nothing but a little cruise oil. She said, all I got is just a, just a little bit of thing of oil. That's all I got. You see, she had more than she thought she did. You know, when you think you ain't got nothing, if you're saved, you got more in you than you thought you did. She had enough in her house to get her through the crisis. Did you know you got enough in you if you're saved to get you through any crisis? God's grace is sufficient. He'll get you through it. I didn't say it'd be easy, but I say He'll get you through it. So what did this man of God do? He said, what you got in your house? And she said, all I got's a little oil. He said, "All right, go borrow vessels of all your neighbors. Many as you can. Go borrow vessels, not a few. And go borrow them, bring them into your house. And then you open up that little thing, all you got, and you start pouring out in them. You think that didn't take faith? You know what somebody that didn't have faith would say, Brother Steve? They'd say, you're out of your mind, preacher. You've lost it. You're worse shape than I am. But you see, that woman had faith. And that woman had heard enough about God to know that God sometimes asks you to do things that don't make sense. God sometimes asks you to do things that there's no human reasoning in it that would make it seem like it'd work. And it wouldn't if it wasn't for faith. The Bible said she went and she barred vessels. Now can't you see her going down Brother, could you see her going down to her neighbor's house? Yeah. I need to borrow something. We used to live by neighbors, always a borrowing something. Cup of sugar, cup of flour. Even borrowed some ice one time. I don't know why I said borrowed, never did bring none of it back. But can you see them? She goes down there and she says, I need to borrow all the vessels you let me have. He said, what are you going to do with them? Well, I got this little oil. My husband died and 
The man of God told me to borrow vessels and take this and pour in them. He said, you lost your mind. Get a few pots for, get a, get a few vessels for the, the poor old things lost their mind. She goes on down the road and she bars more. Son, them's there out barn, they're out barn. And they went out barn and barred till they run out of faith, I guess. And they barred and they brought them all in. They went in and they, these mason jars and, and, and there's clay jars and there's Coke bottles and I mean there's vessels everywhere. And she said, alright boys, bring that first one. He brings it over there. She pours it in there. It's full. She said, well, I believe they're still all in here. Go get me another one, boys. They bring old another in there. She pours it in there. Well, that one's full. I got as much to start with. They keep doing that all day long. They keep doing that. They keep doing that. You say, what are you saying? I'm saying He called on her to show faith and she showed faith. Did you know when you pray, you show faith? Did you know when you come to the house of God, you show faith? Did you know when you give an offering plate, you show faith? Some of you need to show a little more faith. When you... Every now and then somebody will come and say, Preacher, will you anoint me with all? And we only do that in a, in a, every now and then. Whenever somebody asks me to do it, I'll do it if they ask. They're showing faith. Amen. Showing faith. Yeah. If you were to come this morning and ask the Lord to save you, you'd be showing faith. Amen. God is calling on you to show faith. Amen. You see, you can be saved. But you just, you're kind of a secret disciple. You just ain't told nobody. You say, I don't feel anything. Why would you? But when you stand up and you say, By faith, I've done what Jesus Christ asked me to do. I'm believing Him to save me. And I'm going to confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in my heart that God has raised Him from the dead. Then you're showing faith like God called on you. Amen. So, her calamity proved she had faith. She knew where to go. Her, her calling proved she had faith. She did what He said even though it didn't make no sense. And then you know what? If you got real faith, you know what it is every time. It's more contagious than COVID-19. This lady had real faith and there was a whole lot of people caught it. You say, what do you mean? All them neighbors she went to, don't you think they inquired how it turned out? If they didn't inquire, they seen it when they come and took that for sale sign up out of the yard. She had boys there and boys minded mama, but they may not have had no faith. 
But I promise you, they might have had not had no faith when it started, but they had it when it got done. When they packed them pots in there and they saw them pouring oil in there and full up one after another and one after other, I think one of them said, Blessed be God, there is a God. And they never forgot that. You know, your kids will never forget if you'll show them faith in your life. Praying, trusting God in difficult situations. They'll remember that. It's contagious. Probably most people in this room today, every now and then I'll meet one, but most people in this room have got faith because Grandma had it. Because Grandpa had it. Because Mom and Daddy had it. Because a neighbor had it. Somewhere they run into somebody that had faith, real faith, was contagious. You say, who caught it, Brother Rick? Well, first of all, the neighbors. The neighbors. They probably come wanting their pot back. When they did, they probably said, When are you moving? Said, Moving? I'm not moving, we're remodeling. I thought you didn't have no money. Oh, I got plenty of money now, you need to borrow some. Them neighbors said, Have that happen. I just did what God said do. They said, man, if she's got a God like that, I want to know more about Him. And then them boys, them boys, they're telling everybody about what them and their mama did at God's command and what God did. But wait a minute, that ain't all of it. She went down there to that old bill collector and she said, I've come down here to pay my bill. He said, we're going to get your house tomorrow. She said, you ain't getting my house. You ain't getting my boys. I've come to pay their bond. I've come to bail them out. He said, how'd you get that kind of money? She said, God gave it to me. And them old creditors are scratching their head. They're saying, man, that woman's got a God that's there's something to it. Amen. If you got faith, you'll test positive for it. If you know where to go in the trial, you'll test positive for it, my friend, because when God calls on you to show faith, you'll show faith. You'll test positive because somebody will catch your faith. Amen. I'll give you another this morning. This might help you. This is the last one. I'd like to test positive. All these things are God's. Salvation's God's. Faith is God's. What Romans 5 says, we could read, it's all good, verse 1 through 5 is a wonderful reading, but we'll just read verse 5. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God, whose love is it? The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. I tell you, I'd like to test positive for salvation and I will. I'd like to test positive for faith and I will. But I would like to test positive for the love of God. The love of God. You see, to test positive for God, the love of God, 
When you got saved, God gave you a love you didn't have. Now you had love, maybe. Worldly love. Natural love. But when you got saved, God gave you supernatural love. You started loving things you used to didn't love. You say, what was that? You started doing things that you didn't really know why you was doing them. You stopped to help somebody. You actually give somebody a little something to help them out. Uh, you talk to somebody. Uh, you stopped to uh, show mercy on somebody that normally you wouldn't give the time of day. What happened? God's love is in you. Test positive for the love of God. Let me say real quick. Say, Brother Rick, trials of life would be the test of faith and a scriptural experience a test of salvation. What would be the test of the love of God? Why, just to not drag it out and make it long, I'd say it would be, do you love what God loves? Do you love what God loves? You say, Brother Rick, what does God love? The Bible said God loves the Scriptures. Psalm 119, verse 140, He said, Thy word is pure, therefore thy servant loveth it. Do you think God loves the Word? I don't think we need to even expound that. But if God loves the Word and you got God's love in you, you love the Word. If you're a preacher, you love to preach it. You love to hear it. If you're a teacher, you love to teach it. If you're saved, you love to read the Word of God and hear what other people are saying about the Word of God. If you've got the love of God in your heart, you love the Scriptures. The Bible said that God... So loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him will not perish but have everlasting life. Ain't that what it said? God's not talking about this ball we're living on. God so loved the world, the world, the people in the world, the sinners. God loves sinners. Do you love sinners? That's a positive test. But you got the love of God in you. Steve talked about track passing out. Witnessing to people. Telling people about the Lord. Why do you do that? Because you got a love for sinners. Some of them's hard to love, but you still love them. If you got the love of God in you, we was hard to love. The Bible says in Romans 5, the Bible said when we were without strength in due time, Christ died for sinners. Scarcely will some die for a righteous man, pernavitcher, some would die. But he said, God commended His love toward us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. You'd love the Scriptures. You'd love sinners. You'd love the sanctuary. Look in Psalms 26 and verse 8. The psalmist said, Lord, 
I have loved the habitation of thy house. You think God loves the church? The Bible said Christ loved the church and gave Himself for it. You say the church ain't the building. No, but we're in the building, ain't we? Amen. If you got the love of God in your heart, you're going to love the Scriptures, you're going to love sinners, and you're going to love the sanctuary. When you get saved by your profession and somebody has to bribe you and trick you and do everything to get you down the house of God, something is wrong somewhere. Now when you backslid, you don't do that because you feel with your own ways. Proverbs 14, 14. But if you're right with God, you love the Scriptures, you love sinners, and you love the sanctuary. I'll tell you something else God loves. And uh, I'm just going to throw this in there. But in Hebrews 1 and 9, He said, Thou hast loved righteousness. God loves doing right. That's why God's against abortion. That's why against God's against homosexuality. Why? Because God loves righteousness. And if, if you have the love of God in your heart, you love it too. Bothers you when people do wrong. Bothers you when you do wrong. Did you know it's right to get saved? the right thing to do. It's an old story and I'll close with it, but we was out knocking on doors one night over on Sunset Street. We knocked on a door. The lady come to the door and I said, I'm Rick Prophet, Pastor Bethel Baptist Church, and I'd like to come in and talk to you about the Lord. She said, come on in. I went in and there was a a big old boy there. She said, this is my boy. And there's a man in there at the table sitting there with a beer. She said, that's my husband in there. And I said, okay. I said, I'd just like to talk to you about the Lord. I said, are you saved, ma'am? She said, I am. I said, my husband ain't saved, but I am. I said, what about your boy there? She said, he's not saved. I said, would you care if I told him what the Bible said about how to be saved? Has anybody ever done that? She said, nobody's ever done it. She said, I'd be fine, preacher. So me and who was with me that night, I don't remember, but we sat down there and I took the Bible, went through the Bible, showed him how that all was sinners, how there's none good, no, not one, how that uh, we needed to be born again, how that we had to trust Christ who died for our sins to be saved, and how that He wants us saved is not willing to any perish. Went through about ten minutes there. And when I got done, I looked up at the old boy there, big old boy. And I said, do you understand what I said? And he said, I do, preacher. I said, do you want to get saved? He sat there a minute just kind of looking at the floor. Looked over at his mom. He'd look at the floor. Looked over at his mom. Looked at the floor. He said, Mama, it'd be the right thing to do, wouldn't it? 
She said, it would, son. That big old boy fell down there on the floor and called upon the Lord Jesus Christ and asked Him to come into his heart and save him. I'll never forget it as long as I live. What he said, Mom would be the right thing to do, wouldn't it? And thank God his mom will give the right answer. If you're here this morning you're not saved, it'd be the right thing to do. This morning, we had a little booth set up this morning and they were testing you to see if you was positive for salvation. How would you fare? We had a little booth set up and, and they come along and, 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 and they're going to test you for faith. Would it read right? But this morning, we come over here and the nurse had some way of checking you and she tested you for the love of God. Loving the Scriptures. Loving sinners. Loving the sanctuary. Would they turn around and say, yep, you're positive. I hope so. Father, I thank You this morning. Lord, You know I had my heart set on 